All right. And on the count of clap, we're going to clap. <laughs> I'm recording. Wait, wait. Okay, now I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Now cool. we can start the podcast. Fantastic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to that one time we read manga, where us four friends decided to start reading manga together and uh, talking about it. Uh, the four friends here being uh, Duncan. Hi. John. Hey, yo. Nate. What's up? And myself, Tim. And, uh,. Guys, this week we had a couple of different assignments uh, that didn't totally get fulfilled. Uh, our first assignment was to read One Piece, chapters 1 through 21, that covers the first two arcs, the Romance Dawn arc and the Buggy arc. Um, I have read One Piece before. I've watched a lot of One Piece. I've completely caught up on the manga. Um, and I think this is all three of your first times with it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. No manga, no anime. Zero exposure, except for the fact that I know it exists. Yeah, this is the single most intimidating thing that I've done with my adult life. Um, and I agree I've with stayed that. away from it <laughs> until now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I've only been exposed through um, a friend of mine that watched it, and he liked to watch through fight scenes. But, like, I don't remember any of the characters. I just was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I mean... Yeah, One Piece. I, I have uh, very fond memories. I mean, gosh, I started watching One Piece back when it was a four kids dub um, on Ooh. WB Kids. In we don't like four kids dubs. No, we don't like four kids dubs. <laughs> but at the time, like, it was awesome because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was six, you know? <laughs> this is, uh, it was 2003, if I remember correctly. Um, but then as I grew older, I've grew, I've went away from it. I could never find it. Uh, and then when I broke into the anime manga world, I found it again and went, oh, man, this is so cool. This is so much better than what I was watching as a kid. Um, yeah, you so, have a yeah. bit of a appreciation of it when you're an adult, I guess, or like a coherent human being instead yes. of six. Yes, and especially especially because I could still remember some things from the 4Kids dub. Like uh, there's a character who we haven't met yet who's always smoking a cigarette but in the four kids dub, it was a lollipop. <laughs> that sounds like four kids, yeah. Yeah, like it was just it was little stuff like that, and then like reading through this as an adult, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a mature show. <laughs> like this this is gonna get wild. Um, would you would you say that the manga is a lot darker than the anime, but like it follows the same kind of story? No, I would say the manga has. Uh, details in it that they just can't put on tv but they keep the mood like the anime does a really good job of keeping the mood of certain things without going as graphic as the manga does um, so so would that be like characters getting brutally killed that yeah, didn't so happen on like, screen but it happens like in a panel on the manga that... there's gonna be a time and i'm not gonna spoil any characters but there's a time where a dude gets shot in the face with a cannonball and in the manga literally half his face is missing uh, but but in the anime, he's just uh, bruised up a little bit. So I mean, there was one panel in like the second or third chapter where dude just gets domed. Yes, and there was no strings held back there. That was that was pretty metal, yeah. if you ask me. 
Yeah, so I, I wanted to I wanted to dive in uh, real quick and just get everybody's first reactions because this is the part I've been excited about. Like I've been wanting everyone to read One Piece with me for a very long time. Um, so we'll just go around the go around the room, Duncan, John, and Nate. What were your guys' first impressions? I've I've I'll go first. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the first twenty chapters. I think that. It being like pirates and stuff is really cool. I've been into together collectively. We've been really into like sea shanties and playing pirate video games and such recently. <laughs> right. So it's kind of a nice continuation of that mood. And hell yeah, the, like the characters seem interesting. It seems like I mean I know it's popular because it has a thousand seventy something chapters. So it's got to be doing something right. Oh yeah, yep, yeah I would agree with that. John, what were you? What were your first impressions? Yeah, I, I think it was, like, fun overall. Like, I, I was hesitant, obviously. Like, you've been asking me for years to read this thing, and I just didn't want to make the commitment to it, and now you've coerced me into doing so. But, uh, I mean, overall, like, I think the manga is the way to start with this because, obviously, the show is intimidating as all hell if you haven't watched it before. Um, and I, I definitely think there's like, there's a nice vibe that the, uh, manga has, like it, it's really a relaxed tone. I don't know if relaxed is the right word, but like, it's a really goofy tone that it kind of has to it. Um, and like, I, I'm sure it will get much more serious as we go, but like we saw hints of like some serious stuff happening um oh yeah yeah yeah. chapter one man uh yeah yeah like it's it's definitely uh an entertaining manga to start out with and i mean i'm really enjoying it like honestly enjoying it so far hell yeah nate what do you got um so going in this all i knew was um i noticed the pacing on the anime was a little slower for my taste and i thought um, I might get into this if I tried reading it, and then I found myself getting completely engulfed in this because, as you said, we we've been into the um, we've been into the sea shanties and being pirates and things, and I'm like, I'm sitting here giddy of like, oh, they're assembling the crew, and I'm like, <laughs> wanting to turn to the next page, and I'm I'm like, I want to pick my phone back up to read more. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying this. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm I'm I'm. Giddy! I am so giddy that I, I finally am convincing three of my best friends to to read something I've been doing for years, and finally I'm gonna have someone to talk to about. Um, and our, our, our one friend Chimpo, like obviously he's into it as well, but I've only known him for about a year. <laughs> Every time we start talking about it again, I get sidetracked. So um, this is a dedicated discussion to it. I'm very very excited about. Um, not to just bombard you guys with questions. We'll get into like a little bit of a timeline of, of what exactly we covered. Um, actually, no, let's do that first. Let's let's get into what we covered. So we've covered the first two arcs. We kind of lined up nice, twenty one chapters, two arcs down. Like in a in a series that is spanning over a thousand chapters, we're already two arcs in. We're great. Um, this is the easy this is the easy part though, because these these arcs are only going to get longer as as we go on. Uh, I think I think the next arc, uh, if we when we read it, is, is twenty chapters itself. So um, 
but it's definitely probably one of my favorite early ones that we'll get into. But th- these ones, um, we've already been introduced to so much about the world, right? It's it's the great pirate era, um, the Romance Dawn arc that kicks off the whole series. Um, great pirate era from Goldie Roger is kicked off. Um, he's executed. He's not important yet. Uh, that's a lie. He's the most important character in the whole show. <laughs> um, but he... Uh, so yeah, he's executed, but he kicks off the Great Pirate Era. Luffy, a young kid of seven, decides he wants to be a pirate, uh, and he's arguing with Shanks to take him onto his boat. Shanks refuses. Um, somehow, we don't even actually get to see it, but <laughs> Luffy eats the devil fruit, gum gum, uh, the gum gum devil fruit, turns him into a rubber man, which I think is just awesome. Uh, there was one page, there, or one one little picture, he was holding it. Yes. That was it. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was one panel because I had to backtrack after he said that he ate it, and I, I was like, yeah. I swear I saw that panel somewhere, and I, I agree, I did see that same one. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't see where he got it from. You don't see like Shank, it, Shanks doesn't mention it. Shanks the pirate, like he doesn't mention it. Nothing. He's just uh, he has it. He eats it, and he's like, yeah, I made a rubber now. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um. So, yeah, without going too deep into, like, just laying out everything. But these first couple chapters really just set up the world. So, right away, we know. It's a great pirate era. Everybody wants to be a pirate. Um, Luffy is a fun little kid, we'll say. He's kind of dumb, kind of doofy. Really emotional. Like, I, I remember reading it the first time, and I'm like... Boy, he just turns on Shanks instantly. As soon as Shanks gets like beat up by that bandit and doesn't instantly murder him, Luffy's like, yeah, Shanks was a pussy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kids do what? be like that. Yeah, yeah, he's seven, yeah. but um, So, yeah, it sets up the world. And, and if obviously, we're introduced to Devil Fruit. Like, that's a new thing. We don't have that in the real world, unfortunately. They give us, like, pseudo-superpowers, basically. Yeah, yeah, you... And, it's it's gonna be a long time to keep it try and keep it spoiler free, but it's gonna be a very long time before we get a true explanation of where devil fruit come from. Uh, like here, they said it came from the gum gum tree, uh, and I think that was Oda's the author's way of just being like, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's a special fruit gives you powers, whatever. It grows on a tree. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't even uh, really question. Uh, where the devil fruit came from i mean obviously it comes from something but i I, that wasn't even as a first time listener um or a reader uh (laughs) i don't think that was really even in my mind yet like i was really just kind of accepted it as it was um yeah and it's just a thing that gives you powers yeah it's just a thing a, a thing that gives you very super specific powers like as we'll get on to here in a little bit but yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and now, uh, way to go. You kept it spoiler-free, but now I'm wondering, where the fuck did these things come from? <laughs> You'll for, you will forget about them. Um, but why, had, do they, why do they make it so that you can't swim? That's so weird. Because it's a curse. It, it, you're gaining, like, ultimate power, and the sea is pissed. <laughs> like, that's, that's the pirate lore. The pirate explanation is, like, you gain this ultimate power, and the sea is cursing you for it because it's an abomination against I love it. Well, yeah. Shit. I I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so cool. I think that's a, a that's a perfect it's a perfect like handicap too because if you could have 
these ultra powerful beings, right? Like a rubber man who also can swim. It's like, ah, uh, that's a little overpowered. Like there would never be any conflict, right? But now you're going to be a pirate and you can't swim. Holy shit. <laughs> I guess there has to be some sort of trade-off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There has to be. And it's honestly, it's the only one that makes sense. If you're going to be a pirate, what's the one thing you need to know how to do? You know how to swim. Granted. I really like... Oh, go ahead. I was Sorry. saying, granted, Luffy didn't know how to swim before he ate the devil fruit, so it didn't really matter. But... <laughs> it didn't really lose much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what are you saying, Nate? I, I really like, um, because of that curse, what it will do to the... Um, gravity of the situation for example when luffy was just like hanging onto that bird over the sea and i was like dude if he falls <laughs> yeah if he let go for a second like he's he's dead he's dead yeah. have no idea where he is he's done um and i think we even saw uh part of it too <laughs> um I, actually i just i want to tell you real quick luffy is probably one of my favorite shonen pro tags ever in the, in the first chapter, I think it was, he's in the barrel. Or you know, he's getting sucked into the whirlpool. And he's just kind of like, oh, I'm getting sucked into the whirlpool. Oh, no, I'm getting sucked into a whirlpool. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you fucking idiot. And, of course, he's like, huh, how am I going to get... Like, he doesn't seem very concerned, given the fact that he will die if he touches the water. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of um, it's kind of weird, uh, but... I love him as a character because that will be a theme going forward. He will be in imminent danger and just not be phased. Just kind of like, oh, okay. I like him a lot as a Shonen protag because he's very obviously a Shonen protag because he gives me big Naruto vibes. But, like, he's actually kind of likable. Yes. Whereas Naruto, in my opinion, was always just kind of insufferable. Like, the enti- basically the entire series until near the end. All right, you. We're going to have a problem. When it got good. (laughs) (laughs) When it started getting good, yeah. Yeah, it started getting good right at the end. We will be reading it at some point in time, probably, so you shut your whore mouth. Uh, Then he'll have a new appreciation for it. Yeah, well, I never really, I've read a couple of the manga uh, chapters, but it it was mostly absorbed through TV for me. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Yeah, Naruto. We'll get there. Like I couldn't watch that show. I had to. I had to read it because I can't yeah. stand the voice acting. Yeah. Um. So, One Piece. Real quick. Not real quick. This is what we're here to talk about. Um. We meet one of Luffy's earliest friends in Kobe on that uh Elvida's uh pirate ship. Oh, the dude with glasses. Yeah, little kid with glasses. Um, one of Luffy's earliest friends and a sniveling little brat who wants to join the Navy and be a Marine officer. Um, but he's too cowardly to do anything about it. Um, and I think this is definitely one of the most important early characters in this, in this series. And I want to see if you guys caught this, but it gives us a perfect look into the exact type of person Luffy is with his friends. I don't know. I mean, obviously like, uh, I think we did a good, thing by not staging everything so i don't know what exactly you're getting at but i mean i i do think that luffy seems like the type of person that would not forget a friendship or i'm completely wrong and he is one of those that will forget who this guy is entirely immediately but i i yeah i i think like 
this is kind of like part of his personality like you know it, it and he said in there like you know uh, whether we're enemies or not like you will be friends for life or whatever it was um i mean i i definitely think that knowing shonen has how it generally is and how a lot of the pro tags are i think he's gonna come into play at some point later on in the future and uh i definitely think that that's gonna be a running theme like rulefi's probably gonna have a lot of friends that's how he's gonna succeed I mean, yeah, if you know Shonen, you know that they all have the power of friendship. And in, in One Piece, the word for it is Nakama, which also translates to crewmate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's going to be, or family. It also translates to family, crewmate, friend, that kind of thing. So it's it's going to be a running theme. But, no, Kobe is very important because it shows Luffy can also be friends with someone who has the exact opposite dream of him. Um, yeah. Luffy's dream is to be king of the pirates. Everyone thinks he's insane. Luffy, or Kobe wants to be a marine officer. Uh, and Luffy doesn't bat an eye. He's like, cool, yeah, you can do that. He's like, but we'll be enemies. He's like, so? <laughs> Who cares? We'll be best friends. That's uh, a problem for future me. Exactly, yeah, well, yeah. The, the exact instance I was hinting at, it, and it, we're kind of jumping towards the end of the Romance Dawn period uh, arc for this to happen, but when the marine officer or the marine guy asks kobe like hey is this your friend and he's like no i don't know or yeah whatever kobe says and then the marine officer's like is this true and then luffy just turns around and fucking decks him in the mouth and just walks away from him and then kobe's laying there like oh my god he did it to save me and i'm like what (laughs) he's like they'd arrest me if they knew we were best friends so he just punched me to prove that we were enemies i love that man and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) i i i love that because it, it just shows that i think it was almost a callback to how he was he didn't understand as a kid how shanks um won that fight mm-hmm. with the um what was it the mountain thieves i believe yes yeah mountain bandits mountain bandits and and then it shows that like as he grew older he kind of understood that there's multiple ways to go about things even though luffy's still pretty dumb <laughs> oh yeah he's pretty dumb but there's one thing he'll understand it's friendships and how to make them work for his favor also i just remembered what duncan was talking about about like the third chapter no, in the first chapter, that dude getting iced. Um, and it was that dude, it was after the bandit pointed the gun at Shanks, and then he goes, you know, it's really dangerous to point a gun at someone, and then Shanks' crewmate just fucking blasts that dude in the side yeah, of the head. The big dude oh, yeah. with the turkey leg. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot that happened, and when I read it again, I was so happy. That was a great <laughs> I was panel. Like, I was like, yes! Oh, speak- got speaking of panels and artwork, I love the centerfolds that they do those are so cool yeah yeah they're center that big kick was amazing yeah yes yeah they are tough on the phone because you got to kind of like half turn the page on your phone to get the whole picture but uh they are awesome Mm -hmm. when they when they does them like that oda is an amazing artist um you know there's one oh go ahead i was gonna say it's just placed perfectly enough they're not like in every fight but not in every other chapter or anything. I think we've seen like two or three maybe in the first 20 chapters. They're always perfectly placed right when they need that extra emphasis. And it's just, it's so good. 
I will say it comes into play a lot with Luffy's powers because he's a rubber man, so he stretches a lot, and he'll he'll add a very nice centerfold to show how far Luffy's limbs are stretching for a punch or something. It, it works out really well going forward. I like that um, a lot. I love the emphasis that it adds. Yes. Yeah, it is very... Um, Again, Oda is one of my favorite manga artists out there. He, it's a very simplistic style because it's you know, I say simplistic, not like I don't mean to make it sound, you know, but sound bad, but it's like it's not JoJo levels of of shading and and detail, but it's enough to where you're like, oh, I know exactly what this would look like in motion, you know. Yeah, but he he does a good job of making good white space. Well, good use of his white space and it, like his line work is really good. So it's. Like the scenes make sense, yeah, yeah, and they go they go together really well. Yeah, I think you were on to exactly the right thing there because like I have maybe watched I don't know a handful of clips just from people maybe you or my brother showing me of One Piece action, but like as I'm reading through it, like I can very very clearly. Um, like understand how the animation would lay out for each one of the panels like there's not really anything that's missing like yeah there's a couple skips here and there but that's more so more so like uh from a narrator standpoint like i understand there's some skips but like in the action like i don't exactly know the voices that are applied to it i know that what the voices are in my head which is weird but uh yeah, that's funny. Your Luffy sounds a lot different than my Luffy. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. He sounds like a really uh, aggressive Dale Earnhardt. Um, <laughs> oh, my. And an no, even I'm more aggressive Dale. Oh, God. So, wait. He's Nate's dad? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I can very clearly, like, when I'm looking through, like, just for example, right now I have the... Uh, I have the panel up where, like, he uses his gum-gum pistol for the first time on that, like, sea monster. And, yeah. like, I can definitely imagine uh, how that would play out. And I haven't seen it. I have no context to go off of. But, like, it, it's very clear um, with the art <laughs> style how everything lays out. And I like that. Yeah. Luffy's oldest enemy, the sea monster that took Shanks' arm. Is that a thing? I was yeah. I was trying to figure out how he lost his arm in, in that panel. I had to reread it like two or three times, and it just had yeah, to assume so, that it was the sea monster that took it. Yeah, it was. Uh, Shanks dove in as that monster was chomping down on Luffy, and it got his arm. Um, and, I mean, the first time I read that, I was like, dude, seriously, the most powerful character we've been introduced to so far has already lost an arm. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not good. This does not bode well. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they, we could, I mean, gosh, there's just so much to go on. Just, we haven't even gotten to like the bulk of the romance Dawn arc yet. Like the whole, the whole premise of the arc is literally just to set you up in the world and also to, um, introduce you to the first mate of Luffy's eventual crew. Um, but there's just so much in that first chapter. I mean, it was 54 pages. It's the longest chapter, I think in the whole series. Um, I sure hope so. <laughs> it's hard to memorize. It's hard to memorize exactly how long all one thousand and seventy three chapters or, vol- or yeah chapters are, but fifty four pages. That's a. I, I think that's up there is like the longest or one of the longest, if not. Um. So yeah, there's a lot going on in those first chapters. Um. Again, we meet Kobe. Jump ahead, but yeah. So the the bulk is Luffy obviously wants to set off and find a crew. 
Um, does anyone remember, does he say how many people he wants to find, or is that an anime thing? I don't think he says how many. Um, I, I feel like at some point he said something about 10 people okay. would do it, but... Yes, yeah, that's... Okay, that... I. I remember seeing that moment in the anime, but I don't ever remember reading it. Even just as recent time, it must have just glazed over. Um, I thought it was maybe just an animeism where they just added it for foreshadowing or something. But yeah, so he wants he wants ten people um, to join his crew, uh, and he hears of a guy called Roanoa Zolo or Z- Zoro, if that's easier for you. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering that because. Just my limited knowledge, I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy is like Zoro in the anime. Yes, yeah, his it's Zoro in the anime, but that could also have been a, it could have been a victim of the R to L translation in Japanese. Yeah, uh, which is a little unfortunate, but I I still refer to him as Zoro in everyday life, just because Zolo doesn't sound right. But I knew him as Zoro first, so okay, yeah. Unless there's any purists in the chat, um, I'm going to call him Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he hears about Roanor Zorro, an infamous bounty hunter of pirate, like a pirate hunter specifically. And for some reason, Luffy thinks that dude is the exact dude I want on my pirate crew. Um, I have no idea why, but <laughs> he gets to the town that uh, Zoro is in and they see that he is being tied up to a post in the middle of a uh, Navy base and is starving himself because of some bet he made with the captain's son. Um, and he immediately goes up to him and asks, hey, you want to join my pirate crew? And Zoro does pretty much everything short of spitting in his face. Like, no, I'm not, not doing that. I hate pirates. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the same attitude anybody would have in this moment. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that's how we first meet Zoro. He's tied up, beat up, and starving. Um, doesn't make it. Doesn't make him out to be this huge badass, you know, um, right away. But um, he comes around, obviously. We wouldn't yeah. have a show otherwise. I'd like that they included a little bit of backstory for him. Like right oh, off yeah. the right off the bat, we didn't have to wait for it. Yeah, right off the bat, like what is Zoro's motivation? Oh, it's this. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, little, just a little, just enough tragedy to make it kind of spicy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And his one, his backstory is definitely one of the ones where I was like, "Aw, poor guy." I mean, he was, with all things considered, really, really goofy. I mean, uh, like obviously, like if you're listening to this you may have some contextual knowledge and if not and if you haven't realized that there's going to be spoilers so far uh, i guess spoiler alert um oh god yeah you made it 25 (laughs) minutes into this thing and didn't realize there was going to be spoilers it's on you at this point man yeah i mean really it's on you like you're the goofball that decided to listen this far and thinking you wouldn't get spoilers (laughs) i don't know when did one piece Uh, air or 1999 yeah it it's been t- 20 years. Yeah, like, go fuck yourself. Like, it's, it's been... <laughs> it's almost been 30. <laughs> it's been most, like, a standard third world lifetime. Um, Bro. Since... <laughs> but, I mean, what... no, like, uh, so... I, I, fuck, I don't even remember what I was getting at. But, yeah, like, his backstory was uh, really 
interesting, but it, it really just gave you all that you needed to it. And I think it gave you a little bit of context to what's to come. And I, once again, if I hit this on the head, great. Um, I didn't spoil it for myself. I just have an assumption. But with Luffy being wanting to be the greatest pirate of all time, the pirate king, king. of the pirates. Yeah, the king of the pirates. All right. And then uh, get used to it because Z- that's his catchphrase. And, yeah, I know. And then Zolo or Zoro wanting to be the greatest swordsman of all time. I kind of feel like this is probably going to be a theme with the shipmates that come aboard the crew. I might be wrong here, but uh, I feel like this is going to be a, a bit of a theme. Um, but I mean, the all of it sourcing from him uh, having a friend that fell down the stairs. Uh, that's pretty goofy. I mean, yes, but that's not the takeaway from it. It was that he could never beat her in sword combat, and then she dies before he ever could. So he is, you know, egg in the wind column against her, and now he'll never get the chance to prove that he's better than her. Yeah. That, I think, is the bigger takeaway other than my friend fell down and go boom. Like, well, I mean, they, they did make the promise to each other that one of them would become the best swordsman of all time. And, I mean, obviously that set it up perfectly for her to decide to fall down some stairs. Um, <laughs> tragedy when, happens instantly, yeah. She, yeah. quote, unquote, fell down some stairs. Uh-huh. Yeah, if I uh-huh. had to guess, she... Uh, there was something threw going on herself there. Down somebody, the somebody pushed her downstairs. Oh, I thought you were gonna say she threw herself down the stairs to never have to beat Zoro again. Uh, she had such a problem with getting going through puberty and becoming weaker than a man. She oh, threw yeah. herself downstairs. That was it. Yeah, I do respect that he carries on her legacy by using her blade in in like the three yeah. blade style. I was gonna say, what did you guys think of the three sword style? Like, any? I thought it was fucking cool but i also get that anybody would think like that's pretty dumb <laughs> i don't know how he talks while holding a blade in his mouth that's a he's the best swordsman ever <laughs> i mean that one's yeah. a little sus yeah like it, it was i it well, was more so connecting in your mouth and like still kind of talk it's not going to be fully coherent yeah i mean people I use tobacco all the time um, that's different than a whole ass sword hilt i mean debatable have you tried to dip a sword in your <laughs> front lip i can't say i have no no i haven't either um no but like i i thought once again like i think for anybody like anybody that's jumping into reading manga um or like watching this in the anime for the first time they have to after all this time they have to have some sort of context um like you don't just go this long without ever seeing anything from one piece and I think that seeing him use three swords, like his three sword technique, I think that was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, it's that guy. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the dude that we're talking about. Because, like, obviously I've seen pictures of him and stuff and it looks really cool. But then yeah, when, you, yeah. when you see him do it for the first time and I'm like, oh, that's that guy with the swords. Yeah, yeah. You don't recognize him at first. And then you see his trademark pose and you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, this is the guy who had the drink named after him at that Shonen Jump place we went to in Tokyo. That's right. You guys <laughs> would know about that. I wouldn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making some shit up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. For context, if you have any questions, if you're a weeb or anything, um, 
me and Duncan went to Tokyo and spent Christmas together there. Uh, we were actually on a deployment with the military. Um, Six gay. Yeah, Six I know, right? years ago, I think. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah. That was a long time ago. It was um, a long time ago. Real, really dating ourselves there, but yeah, so whatever drink Duncan's talking about, I mean, we ate Naruto ramen, so I guess that's cool. We that's did. Cool. Uh, it had a yeah. little Naruto face on the cracker in the, in the ramen. And some Dragon Ball Z-themed drinks as well. Yeah, Tokyo is pretty much live experience anime. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. That's all you need, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, <laughs> find out Zoro's tied up by uh, the captain's son, Helmeppo, who is a little shit. I hate this character. <laughs> There's no redeeming quality to him other than he's an annoying prick. Um, but he does... You know, Luffy gives him his comeuppance by punching him in the mouth in the middle of town. Um, and then he immediately runs to his father. Uh, Duncan, would you care? Do you remember the name of the captain? Captain Morgan, the and, greatest of all time. Yeah, and I, it's kind of funny because, like, no shit, there was going to be a Captain Morgan reference in here, but it I didn't think it was going to come in the first 10 chapters. <laughs> well, everyone knows the spiced rum, Captain Morgan, but I also happen to be married. To Captain Morgan's daughter. Captain Morgan's daughter. So that's fun. That's a ton yeah, of fun. That's ex- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a lot of Captain Morgan you got going on there. Um, <laughs> exactly. It is and, but a lot. <laughs> I love I love his design in this series though. He looks so fucking cool. <laughs> Does he look oh, different axe. than the anime? No, 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 no. He looks the exact same in the anime. The character oh, design okay. doesn't change. But I just mean like you see Helmeppo, this scrawny little blonde pom-pom dude. And then you see Captain Morgan, you're like, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> I assume oh, you is, is his son, right? Helmeppo's his son, yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. I assumed he was a redhead, because all redheads are bitches. I just assumed he was... <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we can stop with that. Uh, <laughs> careful, you're going to make the ginger snap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's a real knee slapper there bud <laughs> oh, yeah. what a merry prank merry gang of jokers you are Hell uh, yeah, <laughs> i really thought i had something there good, good um, one there bud yeah thanks dude um now hey so like yeah captain morgan and his son like his son is obviously a big old bitch but uh uh, like Captain Morgan, I for some reason, and once again, I'll keep on going on this theme probably for a while of putting things into context. I actually thought that like meeting Captain Morgan, I thought it was going to be like this. I thought he was a much bigger deal going into this. Like I didn't think yeah. he was going to be like the first enemy. Like I, 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 well, I guess the second, but I, I thought it was like going to be a really big deal when I met him uh, in the thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was cool, He's though. Not, uh, if nothing else, like, he was really cool. I mean, and yeah, he's great. Very cool if, you didn't, if you didn't get that, he's great. He's really great. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the axe for a hand, and the handle is, like, his elbow, so he could grab it and, like, slam down. And he's got a metal bottom jaw for some reason. Like, none of those are explained, by the way. He just has those things. Yeah, I thought that was like a devil fruit thing, because uh, obviously, like, kind of getting into devil fruit and um, f- trying to figure out what that is, I was like, "Oh, cool, he has like an axe devil fruit," and like, no, I guess he just has an axe for an arm. 
He's yeah, just no, a guy. He, he's just <laughs> yeah. a guy, yeah, who lost his arm, allegedly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love his design, but yeah, and I, again, first time going through it, I thought he was going to be a really big deal, too. Um, spoiler warning, he's not. Uh, no. Luffy, Luffy kind of dispatches him pretty quickly, gives him a thing for it. But I do want to talk about one moment, um, and that is... Luffy gets Zoro's swords for him, right? He says, "You give me your, give me my swords, and I'll, I'll help you out, or whatever. I'll, I'll consider joining your crew." And Helmeppo, of course, is a bitch. Goes back on his word, to, and he's going to execute Zoro way ahead of schedule, and doesn't really care what anyone has to say about it. And at the very last second, Luffy jumps in as everyone fires and absorbs all the bullets, and that's when everyone notices. <laughs> That he's a rubber man for the first time. And everyone's face, Kobe's face, Zoro's face, the Marines' faces, it is hilarious. Like, those reaction shots are some of the best in all of One Piece. <laughs> the the jaw drop, eyes bugging out, just, those are a constant in Oda's manga. And I love it every single time. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it was really entertaining with that. Um and it, yeah, that's, I think that was the point where it, it might've been a chapter afterwards, but that was the point where I realized like, okay, yeah, uh, Captain Morgan's not a big deal. Cause if he didn't identify that there was a, a devil fruit or yeah, devil fruit, um, like that was, what was at work? Like, obviously he's not a big enough deal because I at least know that that's kind of a thing in this show. Yeah, devil fruits are gonna. If if someone comes up and has a devil fruit power nine times out of ten, maybe seven times out of ten, more like they're gonna be like, oh whoa, you know, watch out for this guy. I somehow get the feeling that we're gonna run into people who have devil fruit powers that are just dog shit. <laughs> well, and that actually, I want to take a quick break and I wanted to ask you guys each individually um, if you could eat a devil fruit, would you? And what devil fruit power would you want? What are our mm. options? I mean, so far we only know about the. Think of anything. Think of anything in the world. Like, what power would you want? If a devil fruit could give you the power that you want, would you eat it? And what would that power be? So we get any superpower basically, but we lose the ability to swim. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be really super. It's just kind of a, a power. power. Just yeah. something. Something. Uh-huh. And this is this is an unfair question right away because again, we're going to learn a lot more about devil fruit going forward. But just like of your basic understanding of devil fruit i.e. getting superpowers what one would you eat if this, one was presented to you this might be a question that could be asked like every other episode or something because i feel like this would change especially with time to think about it um mm-hmm. to start off um and maybe five seconds from now i'll think of something better but honestly i think maybe not rubber specific but if that's what it is that's fine but i, I think the rubber thing is really cool um mostly for uh unsavory activities um you're gross you are gross you know i'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> go like, back to fortune <laughs> i'm just saying like if i can stretch many body parts as far <laughs> as i want to i would definitely strangle a deer and while i'm hunting uh-huh uh-huh. uh-huh. That's what I was getting at. Strangle sure. a deer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now you're getting weird with that. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to... This isn't Beastars. I'm going to go out on a limb and say electricity. Like, static shock kind of powers. Okay. Like, 
lightning and sp- like lightning or just electricity like you know electricity where you can control like the the power of different things and harness the electricity from power lines and stuff because that's all he does is like a transfer of energy basically sure okay yeah I, static shock confirmed in the one piece universe um, <laughs> <laughs> the crossover is complete avengers take a back seat uh fine right yeah nate what would you choose so i'm kind of noticing i mean we, we've only seen these two devil fruit but it, it seems like um they do something with like configuring your body in a certain way so i was thinking something cool would be like if i was made out of steel i suppose that would be kind of cool if that you could be, just like that would be rad. like either steel or rock or something like that would be kind of neat hell yeah hell yeah yeah it, it's... i mean i'm gonna sink anyway so right. if i could like be steel <laughs> exactly. and you don't just, have to like... think like oh I, I wouldn't be able to swim that you wouldn't be able to swim anyway <laughs> <laughs> right oh man that is fun it it is kind of funny though because watching um i'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent but uh watching like my hero academia you just i'm sitting there thinking like oh what would the devil fruit for that be called and what would the devil fruit for that be called because you, you, I mean, you kind of get the sense of it, uh, and Nate alluded to it, but the second devil fruit we meet is the Chop Chop Fruit. So all of their names kind of give you a hint to what their power is. Gum Gum makes you a rubber band, basically. You know, think of it like that. And then Chop Chop, and you chop you up. Um, yeah. Of the two, we know, because I know a lot more actual devil fruits, but I would choose Chop Chop over the Gum Gum Fruit. I think that's a, I think that's a way cool power. Doesn't that imply that, like, you would want to be in combat regularly, though? Because I'm just trying to use this for my leisurely activities. Like, No, you could use the chop-chop fruit for anything. I could be sitting here and mixing a drink with my hands in the other room. You know That's what I mean? Like, That's very uh, I don't have, okay, to, I don't have right. to stretch around corners. My hands will just detach and go do that. Okay, I was totally thinking the other way. Like, if I cut you in half, you would still be fine. Like... I mean, that's okay. a plus. That's certainly yeah. a plus. I mean, yeah, I guess for those of you that are worried about getting cut into pieces in your lifetime. Right. Um, well, I think I could never be in a real, like, car accident because, you know, okay, yeah, my body would get flung through the windshield. Then I could just, like, detach. I could shatter on the ground and everyone would be like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm fine. Oh, Damn. my God. Damn. You, you have it. Like, that's it because... Formula One racers or like NASCAR racers, they make a lot of money, but you know, they have to be careful with how they race. But if you could just take all the chances that you want in, I guess, <laughs> any sport, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter because you got the chop chop fruit. You could just throw think... a football with your hand and then control it in the air. Oh my goodness. God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would take the chop chop fruit every day. Oh, again, of the only two, <laughs> these are the only two devil fruit we know, and we haven't even talked about who has the chop chop fruit, but. Um, yeah, I would definitely pick that one over gum gum. Now, granted, I'm not saying that gum gum fruit is bad. Being made of rubber would be dope for a lot of other reasons. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, would be well, like the car, the car wreck example. Like, if you're made of rubber, you're just gonna bounce right off that, you know, you're gonna bounce out of the (laughs) you bounce off the road and just stand up and be like, I'm good, yeah, for sure. Like, you'll never experience blunt force trauma again, basically. you would never be shot again because the bullet would just kind of absorb into you. All you would have to avoid is getting cut. As a regular victim of blunt force trauma, um, I definitely <laughs> agree with that, and I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. get hit with a great. hammer every day. It's terrible. 
Yeah, it would be it would be great. You need to divorce your wife, dude. Um, yeah, I was about to say the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, if that's what's happening at home, you need to get out of there. <laughs> um, oh shit. Okay, so hey, we fought Cat. Luffy fights Cat. Not we. We didn't do anything. Luffy fought Cat Morgan. It felt um, like I was there. Yeah, I know. Me too. But he beat him up. Uh, Helmeppo got his comeuppance, and Morgan's driven out. We got a really good look into the dynamic of the One Piece Navy, uh, how there's good Marines, bad Marines. I mean, Morgan was having the people build statues of him, and, and he was forcing them to pay incredible taxes. Like, it was really totalitarian. I can't. Uh, totalitarian. Yes, thank you. God, I'm bad with words. Um, but then as soon as he's gone, all the Marines are like, oh, my God, we're finally free. Like, he was he was just as cruel to us as the people. They even let Luffy and Zoro go. They're like, hey, look. Because you helped us out, we'll let you go. Um, but you are still pirates, so you can't stay. So get out of here. And then they all saluted him. And the one dude, that the lieutenant that was in charge, was like, all right, that was a violation of orders. We don't get dinner for the next week. Yep, that's it. You all <laughs> that was, you, you all was, saluted a pirate. No rations for a week. That was so funny. I laughed yes. so hard at that line. Yeah, there is a lot of great comedy. I That's one thing I really appreciate about this show, this manga, is that there's a lot of comedy in it. Like, it has its moments. But there's a lot of good comedy <laughs> sprinkled in. I, I think a part that I really liked that was, uh, I laughed pretty hard at, just how easy they kept just walking over the the, the wall just to go see Zoro. <laughs> like, they, they just kept going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to talk to him for a second. And, like, even a kid just went over. Like, yeah, there was, it's there like was nothing not at all. It's not a big deal. Like, there's never a door established on the outside, but people just keep climbing the fence or whatever. Like... <laughs> what the hell? What kind of bullshit security is this? <laughs> yeah, nobody even noticed at first. Like they were just hanging out with Zoro for a little while, and it wasn't until bitch made bitch boy got punched in the face, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta make a big deal out of this." Like, yeah, nobody, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, nobody gave a shit. Oh uh, yeah, but I love how Mor- Morgan treats his own son too, because he goes crying to him. And then he just punches him in the face again. He's like, do you really expect me to fight all your battles for you? Because <laughs> if, if I'm Captain Morgan, I am extremely disappointed in Helmeppo as my son. That dude is a sniveling little bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, his his haircut alone said what he was all about. Like, he, as soon as I met him and, and like, with... Him saying like I'm gonna tell my daddy on you like you knew what what it was about and honestly it wasn't a surprise for me when his when Captain Morgan punched him out of being just simply pathetic yeah just like, being weak yeah and and that's what like I don't really care about pro tags and tags like uh, I mean that's what I liked about this whole like mini arc right here is like yeah at least Captain Morgan's a fucking man yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, clearly what is important is just it doesn't matter as long as you're strong. Um, that's all that matters here. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up. I mean, that pretty much wraps up the Romance Dawn arc. Luffy and Zoro sail away on their little dinghy, and uh, they say goodbye to Kobe. They punch, Kobe. you know, Luby, Luffy punches Kobe <laughs> in the face. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, RIP. Um <laughs> rip uh so yeah punches kobe in the face kobe immediately enlists into the military uh at the ripe old age of 10 so <laughs> yeah we're looking good here um if i could have 
enlisted in the military when I was 10. I definitely would have done it. Like, I also probably would have done it. Yeah. Because at, at, at the age of 10, I was like, I'm going to be the sergeant major of the army. Like, that's what <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, yeah. And, so uh, I get it. I actually don't know if Kobe's 10, but he certainly looks 10. He's small. Uh, he's No, he's probably closer to Luffy. He's probably 16, honestly, now I'm thinking about it. Because Luffy's 17 going on and i don't think luffy's not the kind of guy to befriend a 10 year old without coddling him you know um how many people are underage in this anime or this manga that's a weird question Uh well a lot um yeah luffy's 17 (laughs) because there's a character we'll meet soon that i was thinking some thoughts about but never mind let me i'm sorry i'm gonna hear my you're gonna hear me typing um so zoro is 19 luffy is 17 wait hold on uh, zoro's 19 yeah zoro's 19 years old that guy looks like he's 35 yeah welcome to one piece bro jesus <laughs> yeah. yeah he looks old for me and i'm a fucking old man at this point yep luffy oh, is luffy was born may 5th and is 17 years old okay but he was born may 5th in like the 1500s yes Okay, yeah, so he's like 700 years old. I mean, yeah, if he were alive. All yeah, right, so it's existed. all good. Yeah, or <laughs> If this podcast um, were recorded in 2020, 22, 23. What? You it's said 700, right 1500s plus 700. Hey, check it out. I don't do math that good, all right? <laughs> all right, well, some of us have to do it for a living. For yeah. context, um... For context, uh, Shanks is 37. Bef- oh my like, God. At, when, like, at one right. point. Like when we meet him. Okay, okay so uh, he's 47 the fuck, after dude? the 10, 10 year gap. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry. He's 27. At, at Sorry, I misread it. He's 27 in the flashbacks when we meet young Luffy. Luffy's 7, he's 27. All okay. right, then my misconceptions aside, like, he shouldn't have called a 10 year old his friend. What's wrong with well, a seven-year-old? You, yeah, you, you can be friends with yeah, kids. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, No, you can't. And we're not here to talk about it. Um, I'm here to talk about it. That's a also, issue. Also, I'm <laughs> glad that you gave me the pronunciation for Luffy's name because I thought it was Luffy for a while. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. To be fair, it is a long U, and then we meet... Uh, one of the next characters, Buggy, who's the next big antagonist, Buggy the Clown, um, and that is a short you. So yeah, I kind of get where the mistake would come in. I liked Buggy yeah. a lot. He's very Buggy's funny. Buggy's a very good antagonist, and yeah, and so yeah, Luffy and Zoro sail off. They wind up on this island, wherever it is. I, I don't remember. A lot of the island names aren't important, and this town name isn't that important. But yeah, they run into Buggy after meeting Nami who Luffy thinks is a great navigator and uh, wants her to join the crew. But she's actually a burglar. She's more of a, she's like a cat woman. Uh, she's a cat burglar and only steals from pirates. So, again, another anti-pirate character that Luffy thinks would be perfect on his pirate crew. <laughs> Which, if I got to say, um, Nami has a great personality. And uh, regardless of how old she may or may not be, she's... Uh, uh, it seems to be a great character to go along with this crew, um, and I she's, have no further thoughts. She's 18. You're allowed All to All right. Yeah, she's fucking hot. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. She's 18. It's cool. All those people out there who are like, yeah, she's only 16 pre-times. No, no, she's 18. Oda confirmed it. Um, well, we probably cool. had to. I mean, yeah, you can't keep drawing Nami. There was a point. Ah, never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, there was a joke that Oda said, which was like, there's some scenes with women that he'll draw and, quote, get a nosebleed while drawing. Lol. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, you're disgusting, man. But, hey, if you want to draw <laughs> if you want to draw sexy women, write your own manga, I guess. Hey, there it is. You do whatever you want. They're your characters. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so Nami's 18. We meet Nami. She's a cat burglar who only robs pirates. And Luffy thinks, that's a person I want on my crew. He also somehow finds out she's a great navigator. I don't exactly remember. She said she's trying to get to the Grand Line, which is our first little instance of, like, Luffy going, hey, that's where I want to go, too. So we actually have a goal in mind for Luffy, not just assemble a crew, but a destination. Um, yeah. Which is a big deal. Like, the Grand Line is a big deal. I mean, it's a grand. It's grand. Um, Whoa. Like a hundred grand bar? In a couple of chapters, we're actually probably going to, maybe not a couple, but in the next, probably within the next arc or two, we're going to start seeing, like, maps of how the world is actually laid out. Um, so I won't get too into it right now. But the Grand Line is, like, a really big deal. Like, it is the destination, if you are in this pirate era and are wanting to be a pirate, you have to make it to the Grand Line. Um, so, yeah, he finds out that's where she wants to go. She stole a map from a pirate named Buggy who is our brand new, new antagonist. But this arc is a little bit murkier than the previous one, where Zoro was reluctant to join Luffy. Nami is downright antagonistic towards Luffy. Um, and for the longest time, I hated Nami. I thought she was an annoying bitch. Because she keeps going back and forth of like, oh yeah, I'll help you, and then no, screw you, you're a pirate. Um, but I get it, like, you know, her whole thing was... Pirates killed someone she liked, or something like that. No, someone close to her. I won't. I won't belittle it. But which, yeah, they haven't really expanded on yet. I'm assuming that they will more in the future. Maybe. Um, maybe. We were kind of lucky with Zoro. We got his backstory and motivations right away. But again, he wasn't antagonistic towards Luffy. He just didn't like the idea of being a pirate. Till Luffy saved his life, and he's like, "All right, fine. I guess I could be a pirate." <laughs> Well, you know, since he's not a 35-year-old man, uh, I guess it makes more sense for him to go on an adventure with a 17-year-old boy. So, As a 19-year-old, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes more sense now. But, yeah. no, I, I definitely, I could see how you would be annoyed with Nami to start out with. Honestly, like for me, it was kind of a, uh, not a breath of fresh air, but more of like uh, a bit of like enthusiastic comic relief. Like Nami was fun because like you didn't really know which way she was gonna go in every different panel like i uh, after she kind of uh betrayed but then not betrayed then betrayed again uh with luffy between him and uh captain buggy i keep yep. on wanting to say boogie um but I mean, the clown. I know. Yeah. Going back and forth between that though, that, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I like Nami at least so far. I, don't I know. appreciate her more now when I was first going through it. And especially if again, watching the anime, she is much more insufferable. Um, 
and, and first time reading it, I was like, this bitch, why does Luffy even trust her after that? But going back, I appreciate her more, and I understand more why she's doing what she's doing. Again, though, I have context that you guys don't. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. On my on my third read-through of the early chapters and stuff, like, this is... Um, I Again, I just have context you guys don't. So the fact that you all aren't immediately annoyed with her is actually kind of refreshing. I mean, I can't, I can't understand her motivations just based off of the limited information that I have right now. So she said she doesn't trust pirates and she just wants to steal from them. So she is working her, her own interest basically the entire time in any way possible. Yeah. yeah. One thing, one thing I pretty much see, and this is just obviously my observation, but it's almost like everybody in this series is a different form of a pirate. Like, I, I mean, like her, she steals only from pirates. Well, I mean, that's still kind of piracy. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like Zoro, he only kills pirates or he only goes after pirates with a uh, price, a bounty on their head. Like, that's still kind of in in the same line as piracy. And then the Navy, they're just like scummy shitbags. So. so. We saw saw that dynamic early, which was like, look, yeah, there are some bad Navy dudes out there, but there are some good ones, and there are some who are just going to follow orders. It's very much a, you can't blanket everybody in this series, no matter what. Even even the Navy, no matter how scummy some of them are, some of them are just dudes who, like, thought they were going to make the world a better place by joining up the Navy, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, Yeah. Which which brings me to a question which doesn't have to be answered right now. I mean, if you're listening at home right now, um, I don't know the context that goes into it. But, like, is this, like, the world Navy or is this a certain part of the world? Because I feel like after going a thousand episodes or a thousand chapters, like, I feel like this this gets way bigger than what we currently see. Yeah, so I, I can't speak to what Oda's scope was at this moment, but I will just tell you, this is the World Navy. Like, there are outposts all over the world, and it's the same Navy. There's a Central Navy HQ that covers things from all over the world. So, Oh, that's yeah, pretty cool. It gets big. Um, it's, it's very organized, but again, at this moment, I don't know if he had that kind of foresight um, for that. But it's not a spoiler to say that this is the World Navy. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, and they, this is the only military we'll see. There's not going to be, like, an army's not going to show up later. Like, it's it's okay. the Navy, and they have their Marines. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I do love how they all wear hats that say Marine on them, though. Cause yeah, that's kind of fun. I feel like we should have had that. That should have been the actual uniform in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just big old hats that say Marine on it. Yeah. I mean, that's like the uniform of Marine veterans. True, but I don't have a hat like that yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Luffy and Nami meet up, and she's like, hey, I'm going to go rob this buggy guy. Um, and she's like, you can help me. He's like, all right, cool, what do I do? And she just ties him up. She's like, yep, and sit right there, and I'm going to give you over to Buggy, and he's going to trust me, and then I'm going to rob him blind. And we meet Buggy, and Buggy is probably one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Buggy's a fun guy for sure. Like it, it, he he's fun, especially for the second 
person, at least as far as we know at this point, um, being like a devil fruit, I don't know, eater or user. whatever. What a user. Okay. User. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely a fun guy and like it, it actually took me a while to kind of understand what he was about as far as like his devil fruit goes. Um, but yeah, he, he was really entertaining. Um, the arc went on slightly longer than I expected, but I mean, when it comes to shonen anime or like the manga or right, the manga or the anime, like however it goes, like, yeah, you expect to have a longer arc. Like I felt like it dragged out for a little bit, but it was entertaining the entire way through. I, I liked them as far as, um, uh, as far as a villain goes, I mean, they, they set him up really well for, being a tyrant of this town and just being like, well, no one's going to do anything quite obviously because of, well, as it's been our favorite phrase, load the buggy ball. Load the buggy ball. <laughs> load the special buggy ball. Yeah, that, that was, um, that was a pretty, that was a pretty massive display of power. And for, and for that to be like that or this early on, I can only imagine what shenanigans happened later in this manga. Yeah, they were leveling like, entire blocks, blocks with single balls yeah it's wild yeah yeah and he he had luffy in a cage and he was just gonna blast him dead in the face with one like yee, i don't care how much rubber you're made of that's gonna hurt um, yeah i uh also wanted to point out this is gonna be it's gonna become a trend of zoro and luffy being separated and then meeting up and then separating and then meeting up like it is very Everywhere they go, Zoro gets lost somehow, some way. It's a, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, but he shows up just in the nick of time. And one of the chapters actually ends with um, Zoro cutting Buggy in half. And then he's like, huh, that was too easy. And a couple of Buggy's crewmates start laughing. Reading it for the first time, what did you think in that exact moment of like, oh, they just killed this guy? I kind of thought that it was... And I shouldn't have thought this because I know how manga and anime work. Um, I kind of thought at first, I was like, oh, okay, so this guy has a weird power, but it's not really substantial at this point. Um, because I, I, I did think that he was done at that point. Um, but it, it was it was really surprising to see what happened afterwards, like when his hands started operating kind of on their own and stuff. Um, I, I like I, I didn't know where it was going to go, but I didn't think that Buggy was as big of a deal as he actually was at that point. Yeah, any, anyone else care to chime in and say, like, at that at that moment, you think, oh, man, he just cut Buggy down and a couple guys kind of snickered, but you didn't have, like, any real hints. I mean, we kind of saw his power earlier, but it didn't mean that Zoro couldn't cut him in half, right? I think... I think I have Jojo to blame as for, I was like, oh, his power doesn't activate until he dies. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I, I thought I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen now? Does he, like, s split into two clowns and, like, he becomes his own circus? I, I didn't know oh what was going to happen. That would have been such a cool power, though. <laughs> yeah, Just right? Keep cloning yourself and have an army of buggies? That would be nuts. Oh, no. Oh my god, that would be so terrifying. I, uh, I certainly thought that uh, 
something was gonna happen like nate said it was gonna he was gonna multiply or do some crazy shit yeah and and then i mean what he did end up doing with the with his chop chop fruit powers was uh was pretty crazy yeah instantly just gashes zoro in the side and you're kind of like whoa what the hell um and i didn't mean to skip over this This is actually a pretty important moment uh buggy forces nami to light the fuse that's gonna blow luffy up before zoro gets there and she's hesitating because she's like oh i don't want to kill because that'll be just as bad as the pirates and luffy's just kind of berating her like well that's what you get for not being prepared Uh, yeah i kind of felt like oh sorry god I was going to say, I was just going to finish the line, which was like, she's like, what, prepared to kill? He's like, no, prepared to die. Like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like that one was one of those, like, I'm sure in the anime it's a little bit different, but for the manga, like, I almost, like, I kind of glanced over that at that point. Um, and it actually was, like, the dialogue that brought me back to it because I didn't realize that she had wit it also like she was actually going for it or at least how it seemed um, well she so the, did one of the pirates one came of the over and was like here girly let me show you how it's done well then here we go kids this is how you read manga you gotta pay attention to every fucking bit of it funny how that works yeah, yeah that works funny how you gotta read <laughs> words on a page i think it's the pictures <laughs> it, it that is really funny. do it but okay you were still you were just staring at her chest and then you were like Okay, I've seen I've seen fan art. All right, I know what this leads to. And you shouldn't have. We're not at that point yet. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, then, can't wait. Um, but then she does a really cool thing, and she grabs the fuse. That I mean, anyone ever been burned by a firework while they were letting it off? Absolutely. No nope. sparks come back and burn you a little bit. Yeah. That shit hurts, and to just grab it and stop, like grab it hard enough to stop it. Um, that shit hurts. And then Zoro shows up and cuts Buggy in half, and it turns out he's not dead. Um, Buggy is a great early villain because yep. a it shows the scope of the pirates that we're gonna be running into, assumedly from here on out. Like these guys are taking over towns. The next guy we'll see take over multiple towns. The next guy we'll see, you know, I, and I'm, that's not 100% accurate what I just said. I don't want to give anything away. But, like, you will see the scale go up and up and up and up. So if Buggy took over a town, the next guy will take over 10 towns or 20 or whatever, you know. If you're, the next cannonball is going to wipe out five cities. Exactly. The next yeah. cannonball is going to be a meteor that the guy can summon. Like, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, if at this point, like, if you're into manga or anime, you probably have something to reference off of, and it always scales up. So that's kind of what I'm expecting at this point. Like, I'm expecting this guy to be able to level a city street. Uh, next guy to level a town next guy to level a city or and then the next guy is like holy shit there's something coming from space yeah i mean the next big bad always has to be bigger than the previous one right otherwise there's no like there's oh, no stakes yeah there's no stakes like you know yeah and it's you know again i i don't i'm not gonna give you guys the exact scaling right because i I do know where we're going next and i'm not going to give anything away on that but um the fact that you all know you all have manga and anime knowledge that things scale up the fact that we're starting with a guy like buggy who introduces other power users um 
introduces just being able to demolish entire blocks. And also, I think they introduced the power level system with Buggy, um, how people um, gauge their power levels in here, I think. It's over 9,000! Almost. Uh, did they if mention... they did... Yeah, if they did, I'm not sure. Uh, but you might Maybe say it, someone... and I might understand. Yeah, did I didn't they... specifically pick up on Did they mention anybody's bounty specifically? Like, did Buggy go, oh, like... Oh, that's right. They did mention bounties. Yes. They, yeah. That is... That's our power level system, boys. The higher oh. the bounty on their heads, the more powerful they are. Oh, That okay. makes sense. This is why Buggy is such an important character, because he... With him gets introduced all these things at once. The world is bigger than just, oh, a devil fruit that Luffy accidentally ate. And it's like, yeah, they're incredibly rare, but that doesn't mean the people who ate them aren't still out there somewhere, right? So we run into other power, another power user. Um, we run into someone bragging about his bounty. I think it was like 100,000 or something bounty. And, you know, that just... That's supposed to be the scale. So Luffy's bounty is zero. He's a nobody. Um, I think it was Buggy. Buggy's is like a hundred thousand because he's conquered that sounds a right. town. Yeah, he's he's conquered a town, and I, I'm probably wrong. I forget the de- I didn't write it down, and I should have. That sounds uh, right. I'm gonna start doing that from now on. As we're gonna write their power levels down, but yeah, that's that's gonna be important uh, scaling wise. So when we run into another guy who's like, "Oh, my bounty is one million, it's gonna be like, "Whoa, like that's nuts." Um, or the first time Luffy gets a bounty and whatever that number is gonna be, that's gonna give us a little bit of an insight of like, "Oh shit, that's how strong this guy really is." Yeah, and then and then they're gonna start arguing in in bounties. They're gonna be like, "You don't have the berries to mess with me." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the currencies, <laughs> berries. Yes. So good. It, it actually took me a while to realize. Like, I was really confused about the whole berry situation. <laughs> I didn't understand that was a currency. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, Luffy's these... a hungry guy. I was like, these Neanderthals dealing food. <laughs> Still on the bartering system. Get with what society. <laughs> Pirates are stupid. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Very important first step in Buggy. And uh, even Zoro gets a little bit of the limelight. Not just against Buggy, but against his uh, uh, second mate. Because the first mate, Luffy, absolutely decks. Um because he hurts the dog. I love the dog subplot, oh, by the Chow way. Oh, Chow Chow? Yeah. Yeah, the little Chow Chow. Yeah, Chow Chow is awesome. Don't you talk shit on Chow Chow. He's my favorite character so far. I, I would never... Yeah. I, the goodest boy. The best. The best boy. I, I love... But, again, we get more of a backstory of Chow Chow than we do Nami at this point. <laughs> we do, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. There's, like, owner. a whole arc on Chow Chow. Yeah. <laughs> but I also feel so bad for the dog because his owner's just like, all right, boy, I'm going to the doctors, and then he dies. He never comes <laughs> yeah, back. <laughs> like, that's tough. That's rough, man. And the dog guards it, and that lion tamer dude fucks that dog up. And Luffy, or no, he burns it. He burns the store to the ground after fucking the dog up. Um, and that's when Luffy snaps and absolutely, mur- like, pretty much murders the fucking guy so hard that he can't even warn Buggy that he's coming. He's like, rubber, Oh, Buggy thinks the masseuse is coming after him. A massage therapist is on his way. Oh, Jesus. Buggy's a funny guy, too. Like, 
I also love his tick of like, don't mention anything about his nose and his presence or any nose. Even a guy who's like, as you well know, or something, he's like, did you just say I have a red nose? He's like, yeah. No, that's, I didn't Rubber say nose? That <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, he's such a funny character. His, but, um, my original point was going to be even Zoro gets some limelight against the, uh, circus freak trickster swordsman who has all these weird tricks and stuff going on. Um, pretty much exactly how Zoro's fights are going to go from here on out. Not to give anything too much away, but, like, they're going to do a lot of crap to him, and he's going to be like, crap, how do I win? And then they, like, clash, and then they're going to fall over. That's just a formula. <laughs> it just cuts him right in half. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, that's not true. That doesn't always happen. But, um it is fun. I love seeing Zoro get it. I even love the fact that Luffy could clearly step in and help Zoro at any moment, but he's giving him the trust to say, like, no, do it yourself. Like, you're supposed to be my first mate. You're supposed to be almost as, if not as strong as me, so you better be able to handle it. Otherwise, I'm going to... Luffy never, never says anything of, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to leave you. But it's almost implied of, like, if you can't handle this, then I don't want you by my side later. When shit's gonna get real. It's it's a little implied. And that might just be me reading too much into it, because Luffy never says that. He Throughout the whole time we read this story, he will never look at one of his crewmates and go, hey, if you can't handle this, I'm leaving you behind. Because you're weak. He's just... But he get you know he trusts them enough to be able to say like all right you you can handle this I sure hope you can at least yeah that very well may be it um, I mean d- the way that I read it uh, was definitely more on the lines of like Luffy being oblivious kind of like just assuming that he can handle it or so like and, and you, whether obviously like you have more context than I do but like. Uh, I mean, for me, like, I'm just kind of going back to, like, Luffy's character, and he's like, yeah, like, this is my pirate crew, and even though I only have two people, or three, um, it's the best in the world, like, uh, they're gonna be fine, like, that. that's kind of, I feel like he's more oblivious than most people would be at that point, but, like, that's not a knock, it, it, it's just, like, I feel like that's kind of Luffy's character at this point. It really proves the blind confidence can get you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Uh, it can almost help you start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we'll, we're gonna make it work one way or another. And, how uh, long does it stay? <laughs> how long does it take to start a podcast? Approximately two weeks. Approximately two <laughs> weeks. If you already know what you want to talk about. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was very fun to see Zoro fight, Luffy fight, get all in, and then they save the town, and the town's folks are all happy, and the mayor comes running after them, and all this stuff. It's uh, it's a good feel good. Nami ends up coming with Luffy, but not as part of his crew, only as like, hey, we're both trying to get to the same place, so let's just stick together for a little bit. She's um, just trying to play hard to get. We all know it. It, yeah, she definitely takes more convincing than Zoro. Um, and again, because of the context I have, it makes sense. But 
at, at like blind going into this, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like dude saves your life a count like at least twice during this whole thing, and you're still like, eh, I don't wanna. Yeah, I'm definitely noticing a theme that when Luffy leaves anywhere, it's always just an uproar of whatever the hell he's doing to cause mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like sprinting away. Yeah, yeah, like they're chasing him out of town because he knocked the mare out because the mare was going to get himself killed trying to fight Buggy. <laughs> but it's just like, right. there's so many other ways you could have done that, but it's the only way Luffy knows how to do things. And then he knew the townspeople wouldn't like him and they wouldn't, you know, ever want to see him again. But he doesn't care. He's not coming back here. I don't know, and we'll, I'm sure we'll cover this at some point in the future, but uh, I think the mayor kind of reminds me a bit of like a Hercule figure from Dragon Ball. Um, a little bit. Yeah, like he's like that guy that thinks he can do so much, and then he just he's just way out of his scope. Like, cause he's a fun guy. Like, I it, like it actually took me a while to kind of understand like where this guy's coming from. And I was like, oh, cool, another really powerful guy. And then, nah, it's just a dude with a stick. Yep, dude with a stick who thinks he can do it all. Um, yeah, hey, but, you know, you need people like that to really give these guys like Buggy and his crew, at least some of his top crew, uh, scope, you know, give them scale. Uh, show what normal people can do against them and then, show what Luffy and Zoro can do against him. You know what I mean? That's very true. There's one thing I do love about this manga is that Oda does a really good job of showing us scale all the way, whether it's through the Barry bounty system or just by having regular people caught up in all this. You really get to see, like, oh, shit, these guys are, like, deities walking around. These aren't just, oh, yeah, he's kind of powerful. These dudes are, like, monsters. <laughs> It's safe to say Buggy yeah, is pretty much a monster. It definitely gives me that feel that anyone that has a devil fruit is, like, automatically way above, like, the average mortal, per se. <laughs> yeah, like, somebody that has a devil fruit that's not as nitty-gritty specific as, like, Buggies. Because uh, I, I feel like they're out there, and, I mean, uh, I'll stop saying it soon enough, but, like, I don't have the context to really understand, but I feel like there's probably somebody out there that has way less specific or w way more intense devil fruit out there. Like, I, I, I feel like Buggies was pretty goofy overall, but I, I think that there's some big stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, of course, I don't want to give anything away. No spoilers for me, but it's its just going to keep getting... It's just going to go up from here, admittedly. Like, everything is just going to start going up and up and up. And, you know, obviously, it's going to reach a point where you guys are like, I don't understand where they can go from here. And trust me, there will come a point where they're like, where do they go from here? There is a place they go from there. You know, it's just, yeah. no matter what, there's a next step. There's a next step. Clearly, you can't write a thousand chapters if you don't always have somewhere to go. Um, and I think that's the benefit of making this like a pirate. Oda has never specified how big the world truly is. Um, you will see maps of it and stuff, but you will never get an idea of like, how many islands are there? How many towns, you know, any of that. You'll never get that. Uh, you'll never see a globe. Let me put it that way. You see a lot of maps. You'll never see a globe. 
Interesting. So the world is hmm. just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's awesome. And flatter and flatter. And flatter, and flatter, and flatter and flatter and flatter. <laughs> yeah. No, it is As proven. we know about the Earth. Well, actually, it is proven <laughs> in, this, in this series that the Earth is round. You can circumference the entire world. Well, Tim, that's because this is imagination. Yeah. Uh, All right. Somebody in the fake world. <laughs> All right. Yeah. In the fake kid. world, it would make sense for it to be round. But All right. Show here in the real world. Who truly believes that the earth is flat? Put your hands down. Get off my fucking podcast. <laughs> in an audio medium, you'll never know. If you didn't watch our, if you didn't watch our video version of the podcast, then don't you don't know which one that <laughs> I put up. We don't have. We don't have. <laughs> you don't. You don't yeah. have to tell them that. They need to know. Um, all right, fellas, I got one more question for you, uh, and then we'll talk about what we're going to read next, and then we'll get out of here. Is that good, or do you guys have more to say? No, nah, that's great. No, I'm, I'm pretty good. Oh, I have I one thing. I like Bucky's crewmates pretending to be unconscious. That- yes. <laughs> just, they're all like, oh, okay, yeah. if, we just, if we get up, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> There were several panels every once in a while dedicated to that. I appreciate yes. it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. And that's another way to show scope is like there's the captain of a crew, there's the first couple of mates, um, and then there's the riffraff, like the people who joined up with Buggy because he's powerful, that also show like, oh, wow, they're having a tough time with just the nobodies. I can't wait to see how powerful the captain is. You know what I mean? Um, so The riffraff to me basically reminds me of like, the extras in Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> you could just wipe them all out. And you know what? Unironically, Nate, that is what makes the One Piece Pirate Warriors games so much fun. Because you play as these devil fruit wielding monsters and just go through hundreds and thousands of these nobodies. And then eventually you run into another captain with a power user that has a health bar. And you know if a Warriors game, a character has a health bar, he's a big deal. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that is fun. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, the Riff Raff are perfect for Dynasty Warriors games and uh, also add some scale to each crew. Because, again, if the if the Riff Raff are competent, then watch out for the captain because he's about to be a he's about to be a bastard. <laughs> As um, Joe Rogan would say, he's going to be a motherfucker. Yeah, he's going to be a motherfucker. He is going to be a motherfucker. So. All right, so my last question for each of you would be um, what or who – actually, yeah, let me say who has been your favorite so far, like character-wise. doesn't matter if they're good guy, bad guy. Chow Chow. Def- okay. we got to vote for Chow Chow. I love it. Hmm. I definitely think like, Nami, but uh, no specific reason. Uh, mostly because she has a great personality, and uh, I dude, think I know scope, what I'm getting you. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Gift. I'm going to start sending you Nami statues. I think her uh, sh- her personality is really going to work well in the pirate world. She uh, has good intentions, and I think she is right for everything that she wants to achieve. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, it's okay to have Nami as your favorite character. It doesn't have to mean anything. You're damn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely love uh, Luffy, but we're going to see more of him. 
So for now, I'm going to say Chow Chow because the amount of respect that the entire town had when they're like, wait a minute, Chow Chow's protecting them? They must be good people. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yes. Really speaks yeah. to being dog people. If you're not a dog person, why are you listening to this podcast? Like, dogs always know that. <laughs> I mean, uh, dogs are really the best thing that humans have at their disposal. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So personally, personally I'm, I'm giving my vote to Buggy. Buggy's my favorite. Um, Buggy's funny, for yeah. sure. Buggy's, I did like Buggy's him. fun. I just love the clown thing. Like, what made him, like, what would ever make you want to be like, I'm going to be a pirate, but I'm not just going to be any pirate. I'm going to be a clown pirate. <laughs> that that kind of speaks to the goofiness of this manga. Um, because, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I would think that a clown, uh, a clown guy with a devil fruit would be, like, I don't know, halfway through the show. Like, just kind of a weird spinoff of what you've seen before but like instead it's the first thing that you're exposed to and you're like oh okay so this is how this manga is gonna go <laughs> yeah yeah you're actually like, like oh, we're anybody. just gonna get real weird with it yeah anybody can be a pirate anybody can be a pirate and it'll all work out um <laughs> all right well hey fellas so uh if we wanted to we we're gonna continue reading one piece yes no yes absolutely I, yeah, I've got to. I've got to know who else is going to be in this crew. Yeah, we yeah, long, for sure. We have a long way to go, but the next arc. Funny enough, so we got through two arcs this time, reading twenty-one chapters, um, and that's great. The next arc is called the Syrup Village arc. It is exactly twenty chapters long. It goes from chapters twenty-two to forty-one. I think that's a good. I think that's good. I think I think we could all do that, right? In about perfect. A week yeah, or so. absolutely. All right, so yeah, we'll we'll go read t- chapters twenty two through forty one, um, and if anyone wants to read along, that's our pace. You know, it's gonna take a while, but we got nothing but time. I mean, that's why we started doing this, right? Because we could we could do it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, <laughs> if you're counting arcs, it would be fine. We could start going by sagas. Um, we could start going by sagas. This is called the East Blue Saga. There's a hundred chapters all together. We could do that in a week. <laughs> we could, but what? But we sh- should we? <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to eat the reading devil fruit so i can read a bunch the read read <laughs> yeah the read read the read read fruit <laughs> the book book fruit yeah oh that would be a good one <laughs> <laughs> the book book no, fruit. i feel like the book book fruit is just instantly being able to write a novel just like oh i just wrote a best-selling novel easy never never running out of ideas <laughs> i take it back i think i'm gonna have the book book fruit <laughs> That would be a perfect fruit to have. Well, fellas, I think it's time we got out of here. What do you say? I'd say so. All right. Well, th- yeah. Thank everyone so much for tuning in and listening about that one time we read a manga. Um, have a great, I don't know, week, year, whatever. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, and listen.
Live, laugh, love, listen. And no one's doing a fun fact today, so see you next time.